So here we are, episode 69 of the Jake and Joe Show. I'm Jake. I'm Joe. If you follow our social media, primarily our Facebook page, you'll already know that this week's episode is going to be very tech heavy. What's on the agenda today is we're going to be talking about Google's new idea about the future of gaming called Stadia and what that might mean for the future of gaming as a whole. And that's pretty much it, guys. So if you're not into tech, this might not be the episode to listen to. But please stick around. Even if you're not listening, just leave us running in the background. Stick yeah. around anyway. Yeah, why not? We earn sweet, sweet ad revenue for... Mm. <laughs> we need those time pennies. listen to. We need them. We don't even make pennies, we honestly. We make zero dollars. We are in the hole for this yeah. show. Maybe buy 100, you know? Our first 100 episodes, we make nothing, and then we just blow right we up. We blow up. You know, you're actually more in the hole than I am. Why? Because why? I, I charge for the time we spend together. Like I've just Who's been paying? adding it. I've just been adding it to a tab. You, you're paying. Oh. You're paying for my time. Is it right that you haven't told me this until now? What am I up to? It was to? in the. It was in the contract you signed before we started recording. I don't remember that. Well, you were sleeping when I made you sign it. Oh, what. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, what have you been up to this week? Anything special you want to share with the group? I don't want to share with the group, but if you're making me, I guess I can talk. Yeah, go It's ahead. not going to be very enthusiastic or uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's might, might be because of the way you're dressed. You're just not really I am, enthusiastic. I am slumming it as much as I can be right now. Slippers, sweatpants, hoodie. I am ready for a nap, basically. Well, Meanwhile, I'm in a suit. <laughs> you look great over there. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got a martini in one hand, mm-hmm. cigar in the other. Cigar in the other. I don't other. even smoke. It's just it's asked, purely for the it's for the presentation. Yeah. I asked you not to smoke inside, but you insisted. You said, "I said, whose name's first on the show? <laughs> if I'm not allowed in here with this cigar, the show doesn't happen." And I said, "Well, I guess my hands are tied. I doubled your rate for this session, but I mean, fair enough." I thought that was fair. Before we started recording, we were kind of making fun of each other a little bit, pointing out uh, <laughs> phrases that we each say a lot while we're recording. Yeah. Now, I'm a decent guy, and I cut all the Jake's mistakes out. I leave mine in because I want you to see that I'm an imperfect person. But Jake, in your eyes, should be perfect. That's true. I agree, actually. Thank you. You actually don't make any mistakes. There's no. just nothing for me to edit out. No. You're a perfect soul. But Pretty anyway, much. I'm a... Uh, I'm going to be super conscious this episode of making sure I don't say these uh, key phrases that I apparently say, oh, just all the time. Oh. <laughs> so this is why. It's not your clothes. You're just, uh, you're not charismatic because of the conversation. <laughs> I got to be careful, man. I'm super, like, I'm thinking about it a lot. I got to be careful I don't see, say these things. You'll be all right. Now, that being said, <laughs> I'm kidding. That may or may not be one of the phrases that I say. Way too much, apparently. Look, I'm just trying to better you as a podcaster, and I hope that you'll do the same for me. I will do St- my best. Start paying attention to my vocal patterns. I'm man. gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. That's um, what a bro does. Edit together a little supercut of all the things that you say repeatedly, and right. maybe throw it on our Instagram. The worst thing I do, I think, that I know of and I'm aware of is when I talk and I have no idea what the heck I'm saying is that there's long pauses between every single word. Yeah, that, that I'm going to be honest with you, man. When I'm editing, 
that can sometimes drive me crazy yeah. because a bit of like conversation that we're having that sh- I shouldn't have to edit because it's fluid conversation. I still have to go through and like trim silences mm. and stuff. I need to look and see if audacity has an effect or something that can automatically trim silence because that would save me so much time. That would be pretty cool. Um, I know you can take silence out completely, but then that's just right. Completely... I need I just need it to be shorter yeah. because if if I take out all the silence, the conversation doesn't sound mm. natural. And I know there are a few spots in past episodes where you can tell that I went a little butcher crazy and cut out a lot of silences, but there were times where you would say one word and then I'm not even exaggerating, legitimately 10 <laughs> seconds would pass before you said something else. So it was just 10 seconds of dead silence that I had to cut out. My brain CPU is <laughs> running at 100%, man. All the time. Oh, that's great. And I just can't upgrade. You know, that's how I talk in real life. I'm starting to think that people looking at their watch while I'm talking to them isn't a normal thing. <laughs> Everybody's always just timing. Some timing people stuff. just walk away. I, I thought that's just how conversations well, are supposed to. Why do you to... think I charge you for my time? It's, oh. it's because I, like, I'm aware of how long yeah. it takes you to say, hey, you want to go grab some lunch? I, Ten yeah. minutes later, you're still asking me. I got You already ate that. by that time, you know? <laughs> my food's gone. See, the listeners should probably realize that we actually take eight hours to record and that's how long it takes it's a long me to time. actually get all my words out you get here at around 5 30 and one o'clock rolls around oh, and geez. we're done yeah it's a late night but we make it happen for the pennies we earn life-changing stuff man just trying to get better you know mm. don't focus on cutting out silences though because i'm scared if you try to cut out silences you're gonna sound disingenuous or your brain is just going to go into an overload state and you're going to start Probably. having a stroke. Probably. <laughs> Jake, is, is this a bit? Is this a bit? Or Are you all Can right? you feel your left arm? Can you feel it? Is it numb? <laughs> so what have you been doing, man? This week? <laughs> you, say, you say that like we didn't just hang out two days ago, literally all day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do, doing something to my Super Nintendo yeah, Mini. Yeah, so I, I went over to your place to hang out, and you were watching a video on your computer or something, and Adria was just reading a book on the couch. Yeah. So I grabbed your uh, your SNES Classic yeah, and started playing it, and then you eventually were interested, so you came over and started playing with me, and then we were like, there are not enough games on this thing. <laughs> There's only 30-something or however many it is. Yeah. So we plugged it into your PC, and how many would you say are on it now? Like 100? Over 100. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. Uh, that's the most I've ever played the SNES in one sitting. Yeah. I would I would not mind doing that again. That was actually a fun day. I was actually telling my coworkers today about my weekend and I explained to them what I did Sunday, which is what most people would think is fun. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, it was boring. I didn't really have a great time. And then I talked about, oh, you want to know what I when I did have fun? Saturday. <laughs> and then I explained to them what we did on Saturday. And they're just like, wow. <laughs> what did you do Sunday? Sunday I went to, I mean, it wasn't not fun. It was just like, because I'm a nerd, you know. Right. Well, Adrian and I went to Lewiston because we wanted to, hang out with her brother, Andrew. Well, Drew, Scarlett, which someone who was on the show not too long ago. Yeah, it was a while ago now, man. It was yeah, like a that's year true. ago. <laughs> man, time's flying. It really <laughs> is. And uh, it was his birthday. What? Um, what is it? The 26th? When? So tomorrow? Is tomorrow. It tomorrow? I, I, I if, if I got it right, yeah. I think it's tomorrow. Oh, well, uh, happy 
day late birthday when this is coming out. Happy Drew. birthday, if, Mr. Scarlet. If you're listening to this, I don't know if you listen to our pod. Mm-hmm. I like to think you do, but you're out there putting your pen to paper and drawing some amazing Man. things. So I won't He's interrupt you. Continue on your merry way and have a good birthday. Yeah. So we went to Applebee's. We just got some food and, and that was fine. That wasn't what I found boring. But then out of the blue, uh, Adria wanted to go to the Portland Mall. Boo. Which, yeah, boring. No, I'm just kidding. I like the mall. Uh, I used to like the mall, right? When I was a kid. Yeah, me too. But I'm 28 now. Do you know how many times I have walked up and down the Portland Mall browsing and not buying anything like to 99% me, not, of the time yeah to me that's just it's not fun anymore right and i was just like going along with it for a little while and then i was just very noticeably i guess annoyed. you could say irritate yeah annoyed yeah i wasn't irritated i was annoyed and i don't i guess i don't hide my emotions very well and Adrian's like what's wrong what's wrong and i was like oh i'm just just bored and that was pretty much my day Sunday. Which is what most people would consider fun. Yeah. I wasn't in front of a screen like all day. So why would That's that be horrible. fun? That's a horrible right. existence. Then you uh, you went home and we played some World of Warcraft. Yes. So oh, that that's fun. what we did this weekend. Yeah, yeah we World of Warcraft of had a free weekend. I think so. that was the latest you've stayed up playing video games with me in a long time. Uh, Friday, what was it like 1130? Yeah. Like it was midnight when you left the yeah. first night we played. You never stay up that late. No, I really games. don't. Normally, it it's was... like nine o'clock, and it's like, well, it's yeah. time for my bed. <laughs> well, it's uh... bedtime. I gotta turn in. Well, it's just it was just for one weekend, and I kind of was just wanting to play with you because you had mentioned that you'd be interested in checking it out. So. I'm kind of sad. It was, it was the, fun. I'm kind of sad the free weekends over because I was enjoying it, but. Honestly, dude, it's not something I want to spend fifteen dollars a month on. Yeah, they need to rethink their model. Yeah. I understand that they are the like the original, you know, every other MMO that has come into existence since World of Warcraft came out has been trying to replicate their formula because it's so good. Yeah, but their formula is old. It's a fifteen-year-old game. It's very old at this point. They're charging the same price for it now that they did back in two thousand four. And I just, I think something's got to change with, you know, I mean, how many other subscription games can you think of? Hardly any. <laughs> exactly. There's there are, like, it just there doesn't none. exist anymore. Exactly. They need to rethink their subscription model. They need to, honestly, the best bet for them is to go free to play, which I don't understand why they haven't already because they charge for cosmetics. I was looking on the WoW store and a mount to oh, ride yeah. around was like 25 bucks. Yeah. And you know there are people dumping money into that. Well, the issue is that with no subscription fee, their income for WoW specifically would drop tremendously. Like, I mean, tens, if not hundreds. No, definitely hundreds of millions a month. Like, that's how many people play this game. It's insane. Right, but... <laughs> Yes, so their revenue hopefully is the drop. quality wouldn't drop, but I mean, realistically, that quality would probably drop and then WoW would just be dead for good. Okay. At the same time, though, they drop that subscription fee and a lot of potential players who can't afford a monthly yeah. subscription, namely children yeah. who are historically or even recently rather spend a lot of money yeah. on games. I mean, Fortnite is a billion dollar game at this point. Well, I can't actually say billion. I don't know if it's made that much, but right. it has made so I would much not money. Doubt it, honestly, because children spend so much money on these games. How do children spend money anyway? They get mommy and daddy's credit cards. 
they pucker up and can you buy this? For I need me? some V bucks. Can you give me some V bucks? I for need a the T bone. <laughs> the T bone. T pose on these noobs. T pose. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake just did the T pose. Yep. It was beautiful. I'm good at it. But honestly, I, I think if they drop that subscription model, and this is a perfect segue into our main topic. I know, topic. it really is. If they dropped that s- subscription model and more focused on like microtransactions and cosmetics, I think they might see an initial decrease in... Okay, they're, n- inevitably, they're going to see a, de- a decrease in reliable income. But what I think they'd see a massive increase in is sporadic income. Around right. the holidays and things like that, when people are getting gift cards and other things like that, I think they would have would to soar. advertise the fact that they went free to play. They couldn't quietly just go free to play. Mm, they would have to make true. a big thing about it so that right. everyone would join. Yeah, they'd, they'd have to rely on. That. I would absolutely keep playing if Me it was too. free to play, and I'd probably drop five to ten bucks here and there because if they're offering a great game a great monthly service without charging i'm gonna give them some cash for that yeah i mean i've done it with other games uh rocket league i mean i know i paid for that game up front right which i'd still expect to do with wow but i don't pay monthly for that so i'm okay with dropping five to ten bucks here and there on in-game cosmetics not only because i enjoy them but because it helps the developers continue to do what they're doing definitely before we continue onwards, I just wanted to mention real quick that for me this week has been pretty interesting because I started selling probably the vast majority of my junk collection, basically, on eBay. And it was stuff that I would either throw away or give to people, and mostly video games and little like vintage trading cards and things like that. And at the end of Saturday, we were playing games, I think, at that point. I had enough to get the mic and the uh, new equipment that we're thinking about getting for the show. And I was just like so pumped for that because normally that stuff I would not even have taken the time to put up for sale. Mm. And it's sold. So I don't know. eBay is just much better than I thought. I think I started using it because I see eBay a lot and interact with it at work because we sell amps through eBay. Right. And I see how successful it is there. So I'm like, hey, why not give it a try? I know how to navigate it now. You going through your junk collection and selling things made me realize how little of a junk collection I actually have. Because you you going through and selling stuff has made me be like, I got to sell some stuff. Jake's doing it. He's making money. I got to get rid of some stuff I don't need anymore and make some money. Right. But I'm thinking, I'm like sitting here like, what do I have? Like, I don't have anything. Yeah. I found Michaela and I cleaned our garage out. That's something we did this weekend. Uh, on Sunday, we cleaned out our garage, kind yep. of like an early spring cleaning. That was phase one. We got phase two planned, but that's for another time. I found this modulator thing that you use with like an electric guitar or an acoustic guitar even that like modifies the way that the, the sound comes across your amplifier. And I've had that sitting around for, I don't know over 10 years and yep. I never ever use it. So I threw that up on uh, eBay for I think it was like 60 bucks or something like that and we'll see if that sells, but I don't really have anything to sell. I'm jealous. I wish I had trading cards and stuff like that. I've got nothing of that. It's pretty sort. much stuff that I have insisted on holding on to throughout my childhood and early adult life and now I'm finally like uh, I I'm never going to use it. I can safely say I will never use this. I'm just holding on to it for like this 
nostalgic, sentimental reason. Yeah. It's those things. So those are kind of the harder things to give up. And that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. That's the only reason that they are selling because to other people they're they also have that nostalgic sentimental value because they're older trading cards from like 10 years ago i guess i really never felt that with like possessions that i had like i was never into trading card games and stuff like that as a kid so i didn't i don't really like have anything you know i don't know yeah i don't know i i, I went through some of my stuff and i'm like I don't know. I was looking through drawers on my desk and I'm, I'm looking for things to sell. This pencil eraser. Ten cents. <laughs> I've got nothing. Yeah. My life is sad. <laughs> Basically, since I was old enough to make money, I've dumped my money into computer yeah. parts. And computer parts don't gain value over no. time. They lose value. Yeah. So any spare parts that I have, they are worthless yeah. at this point. But that's the goal. I mean, that's my goal to look around and not find something that I want to get rid of. I don't mm. want to have things, which is the reason I'm getting rid of them. So mm. I think you're at a good spot. Which is weird because we have a full house and it's full of things. You have a tiny yeah. apartment and it's full of things. Like, how do I have so much more stuff, but I don't want to get rid of any of it? Am I a hoarder? Am I like... Nah. Do you look around my house and go, wow, there's so much stuff no, here? No, no. But How? I feel this house is full of things. You're all the stuff in what this house. What about your Funkos? You want to get? You want to sell those? N- they they don't go up in value, man. They're like Beanie Babies. Everyone oh, really? thinks that they're going to be worth something crazy someday, and they won't be. But you could take your entire apartment, everything you've got, yeah, and fit it in that bedroom there in this room. Oh yeah, easily. I have. It was stuff under my bed, floors. under the bed, and in one of our be- uh, bedroom closets mm. is just stuff in boxes. Well, and maybe, I got rid of about half of it. Maybe I need to come steal a box yeah. and say it was mine. Oh, look at this box I found and sell some things. <laughs> that all looks like stuff that I've had. Is that my name? <laughs> I signed that. Is that a personalized trophy that I earned for participating on a soccer team when I was a child? No, this is mine. I had a participation cross-country trophy from when I was in middle school. Sell it. And Make then I was like, fat stacks oh, no, I threw that, that away. Oh, I threw could've... it away. You could people love buying trophies like that, man. Are you serious? Yeah, they love buying trophies that aren't really labeled for what they're meant for. Well, I had my full name on it. It'd be weird, right? That'd be a little weird. Yeah. I'm going to get you a trophy. I'm going to get you a trophy for your birthday, Thanks, my man. friend. I'm going to get you a trophy for being the best you that you can be. That's nice. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you want to talk about video games now? Again? Sure. Let's talk about more video games since this is the episode for that and we are... Uh, forsaking all of our loyal listeners who thought we had turned a new leaf and were going to be a motivational podcast. We might be able to get back to that. Let's get nerdy with it. Actually, we got to do Song of the Week, so... Let's not get nerdy with it quite yet, because we have to do Song of the Week. Smooth. So, Song of the Week time, my boy. All right. What'd you bring for us? Well, this week, I had to dig a little bit, because I have been listening to old episodes of The Jake and Joe Show... As opposed to listening to new music, because I that wanted a podcast? to. Yeah, have you heard of it? Uh, no, I haven't. No, it's uh pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Maybe I have heard of it then. I think I <laughs> ignored it. It's in my bad podcasts folder. I wanted to listen to our old podcasts to see what we considered good back then, and to see how we've changed, even though we might not realize it. And let me just say, 
even on our worst day now, we are way better than what anything we ever did in the first 10 episodes. That's so weird to me because I don't feel like we've changed that much. Oh, we definitely did. Specifically, audio quality. Nothing was consistent for so long because we didn't know what we were doing. Hmm. Settings were forgotten about, things like that. It was hmm. just, it was bad. And hopefully our audio quality will become even more consistent sooner than later. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm really hoping it's soon. It's going to hands down be this season, boys and girls. So I think that I love it. basically what we're talking about, because I don't think we've mentioned it on the no, show yet. Not we've until... kept it pretty hush hush. Right. <laughs> we have been each saving money to purchase new recording equipment. Yeah. Which some might consider foolish because we don't make any money, but we enjoy this. It's yeah. a hobby and I fully intend to continue it for as long as you want to. Yeah, for sure. And the mics that we're using to record are not optimal for what we're doing. These are what are considered I would say condensers. They're... No, no, no. What are they? Are they I cardioid? I think they're USB condenser. USB cardioid. No, dynamic cardioid is what we're getting. Oh. These are condenser mics. Yeah, so okay. I was right. Condenser mics aren't good for what we're using them for. But this one specifically is recommended for people Single person out. podcast. Oh, okay. We're two people. A condenser mic is good at picking up audio all the way around. All right. And that's not a very good, you know, this is not a good format because you're three feet from me or four feet from me. I don't want viewers to get this image in our in their head that we're like sitting super close to each other when we record. We're like we usually do five what are you or six. About? <laughs> our lips are basically touching. Yeah, nothing <laughs> weird about that. Anyway, they're good at picking up audio 360 degrees. So yep. your mic's over there, my mic's over here. My mic's picking up my voice, but so is yours. Right, and that's not what you want when you're recording a two person podcast. So you want a style of pickup called a dynamic cardioid. a dynamic cardioid. Yeah, I keep getting yeah. that mixed up. That only picks up audio in front of it. It's very focused. So I think making that switch, even though our setup isn't going to be super expensive, is going to make this whole thing sound a heck of a yeah, lot better. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, you really think it's going to be a clear difference between... I really do. Yeah, I good. think there'll be a noticeable difference. All there right. are times when I go back and listen to a few episodes ago. Yeah. I'll just listen to the first five minutes because I'm doing some research for editing or something like that. And I'll notice that like you sound noticeably echoey mm -hmm. and that's because your mic's picking you up loud and clear, but then my mic is picking up your vocals in the background. So there's like an echo and it'll do really? the same thing for me to you. I mean, I know I'm picky when it comes to the sound of like, you know, how crystal clear things sound and stuff like that. But I honestly think making the switch is something that our listeners will notice. Okay. They also, it'll also pick up our breathing less. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, but yeah. But you can hear us <gasps> inhale in, in certain bumps and time. things like that, maybe. Yes. And cool. the new mics will minimize that. Awesome. Another thing that I like about the idea of getting another mic is that I don't have to just bring a mic back and forth all the time. Yeah, that's annoying. I can just keep the XLR mic here. Right. Cannot wait for that. I don't even have to move my mic far. I move it from the back of my desk to the front yeah. of my desk, and I hate doing it. So I can't imagine, like, <laughs> toting the whole thing around. But, yeah, if you want to support The Jake and Joe Show, go to our Patreon and pledge. Uh, we would really appreciate it, and we could use the money because we're going to get mics. I think soon we can justify getting a Patreon or some sort of fundraising thing because, I don't know, we, we've pretty much proven that we're consistent with this besides, like, the little bit of a hiatus we had and that we want to do it. So 
I don't know. Maybe someday. And that, was, that wasn't even a hiatus because we were just like, I don't know, not doing it anymore. Right, we no. like needed the mental time to for sure to re-energize and figure out where we wanted to go with the podcast. And I think right. it's made a huge difference. Definitely. I think our I quality of episodes this season is just great. Fantastic. But we shouldn't keep talking They're about huge. that because we've made a point to ourselves that we don't talk about how great our I show know. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cringy looking back in like episode four and be like, oh man, I thought this episode was so great, Joe. And it's so crude. <laughs> so bad so let's um start it was talking good music. it was good for what we had at the time it was, it was we didn't know what we were doing and we made it work right yeah. so you can heck off <laughs> heck on out of here get the heck out of this room all right so song of the week my song of the week as i said i had to dig down a little bit because i was listening to old episodes of the show as opposed to listening to m- new music i say back in december i was listening to my spotify playlist and one one? came up oh the release not release radar but i couldn't think of the name that's why i generalized (laughs) i'm sorry i brought attention the one that chooses things thinking that you will like them discover weekly yeah discover weekly and i came across a song called honeymoon with b troop by 10 cc and it's classified as prog rock and i loved that song i thought it was so cool very unique and i was jamming to that song probably two or three times in a row decided to look it up because i'm like oh 10 cc these guys are new like never heard of them before song was released in 1977 so i was just blown away by that i thought they were so ahead of their time there so here's 30 seconds of that song So just from that 30-second snippet, that's a great idea of what the song's like. It's not very consistent. It's just constantly these weird sounds, and the tempos kind of change, and I really liked it. So I hope you guys did, too. Go figure. Your song of the week has weird sounds in it. I'm sure our listeners <laughs> so aren't original. sick of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they want to actually hear something from me that they enjoy, because I know how rare that is. <laughs> No one likes my song of the week. That's not passive aggressive at all. No, no big deal. I remember you sent this song to me back in December when you first heard it. And you probably listened to it and you're like, what garbage? (laughs) Immediately. That was my immediate thought. (laughs) No, I remember thinking the same thing. I remember thinking that they had a more modern sound than their release date would suggest. Mm. Um, I think I knew that it wasn't like brand new, but I don't think I would have assumed 70s. I would have assumed... 90s at the oldest yeah but it's a got a good sound to it I, I remember listening to the rest of the album and i wasn't blown away yeah because this was definitely their most experimental track of the whole album right the rest of the album sounds very typical what you'd expect for, for that era of rock. rock yeah and there's one song in particular i can't think of right now but if you were to look at 10 cc's album that this comes off from you'd recognize one or two of the songs for sure and you'd be like wow i didn't even know it was by the same guys <laughs> so i mean this was just purely like psychedelic experimental 
and it was pretty neat. What did you bring for us this week? I don't remember how I discovered this band, but I'm very glad that I did. Uh, I found them, it was probably, uh, I don't know, late 2017 that I discovered these guys. It might have just even been on my Discover Weekly. Yeah, I think we've actually used one of their songs. That's why you... In what? On the show. Not um, as a song of the week. Really? I, I checked to make sure I'd never used them before, that oh, you'd never used them cause before. Because I, I know Lawrence as well, because... You I was probably showed me I Lawrence. was surprised that I hadn't used these guys as a song of the week because wow. when I discovered these guys and I was listening to them, I was listening to them obsessively. Mm. And I know you remember them because I sent you a handful of song by these guys. Right. They have a few very very good tracks and uh they've done some creative what I would consider creative music videos. Mm-hmm. And uh they just have like a great modern jazzy funk sound. And it might have been around the time that we were into that song Sour Candy. Yeah, that that's what have, I... That we have done as a song of the yes. week. Yes. I, I think of Sour Candy when I think Lawrence. Mm. So it must be related in some way. It, had to it must around be the, same the exact time. same time. Yeah. So these guys, great sound. They're a brother and sister, last name Lawrence, that do this funky, jazzy, modern sounding pop music. So here's 30 seconds of their song, Shot. During the break when we were listening to that, I remembered where I discovered these guys. Okay. It was not Discover Weekly. I was on r slash videos on Reddit. And someone posted, I'd scrolled down a ways, like this wasn't even at the top of the subreddit, but someone had posted a link to a live performance that they did at like a high school, not a high school, a college or something like that. And I listened to it, or I watched it, rather, and I loved it. I'm like, these guys have great stage presence. It sounds awesome. I got to check these guys out. And it just kind of devolved from there where I just started listening to all their music. And that just must have happened around the same time as Sour Mm. Candy because that that song does pop into my head when I think of these guys as well. Yeah. So so the people who did Sour Candy, they're a high school band called Melt. And I feel like these two aren't very much older than high school age or are they um you know what that's a very good question and through the magic of editing we know that they are in their mid-20s wow man you're really quick at that thanks so both female vocalists and both very powerful female voices that sound very similar so i think between that's, lawrence yeah and Mel. Yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah for sure and i really yeah i dug this song a lot i i'm really into that kind of thing Powerful vocals. Well, I remember that they came to town, so to speak. They visited Massachusetts. Ooh. And I begged. I pleaded. I got down on my hands and my knee. Yes, listeners, I only have one knee. And I begged Proposed. To Jake, please, Jake, please go see this band with me. Please. It's all I've ever wanted in my life. And what did you say? You looked me dead in the eyeballs and you said, no. <laughs> and we didn't go. And it broke my heart. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think I, 
I think they have a lot of talent, but I don't know if I would want to travel all the way to Mass just to listen to them. Boo! <laughs> you get the heck out of here. Get the heck out of this room. No, that's all right. I understand. You're boring at concerts anyway, so yeah, it's yeah. it's fine. It's pretty rare that I would want to go to any place in public. <laughs> As long as there's a screen involved, though, I'm there. Listen, if, if yeah, if, if they have chairs and they have, a, like, a little desk with a screen where I could see it, I would enjoy it more than in person. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we can make that happen for That'd be you. be great. We've had a very chatty first half of the episode. I'd say it's more than a half at this point. Well, let's get into the meat of what we wanted to talk about today. Joe, what do you know right now? About Google Stadia project. I know that Google wants to control you and manipulate you and put chips in your mind and read your soul. Well, Joe, you're not too far off. Yeah. They want to do all those things and charge you. Whoa. They're going to charge me to read into my soul? Yeah. I actually don't know as much about Stadia as you might think I do. I, I figured you lo- you would look into it. I did not. It's pretty major news. I did not look into it. I oh. uh, I heard of its existence. I know roughly what it is, but that's about it. I just haven't really cared to, to be honest. Well, I know you watch Linus Tech Tips on YouTube. I do watch Linus. Did you see the video where he toured? Yes, I know you have because we talked about it. Shadow's office? No. Shadow's the company that is doing video game streaming like where they are doing the processing for you and then displaying it on the screen i and don't you, think i've ever looked at that video. i could have sworn anyway well they to my knowledge they're at least the first company that started advertising this idea okay now this was within a year maybe a little bit over a year the idea is that they have a big server area and they are processing the graphics, uh, the CPU, everything. They're they're processing the game for you and then displaying it to your screen. So Google saw this idea and was like, this is the future. They're putting it all in and saying, this is what the future is going to be for gaming instead of people buying their own gaming rigs and setting them up. And that's just sad because it's extremely fun to do. People are going to switch to this Netflix-like video game site where you're charged a certain amount of money a month and then you can play whatever video game you want in whatever resolution your screen supports with super high frames and you'll never have to worry about that. It'll even the playing field for a lot of people who don't have a lot of money, but have the skill. But at the same time, I think it'll uneven the playing field for people who don't have good internet. Right. Like when I lived in Norridgewalk, my internet could not <laughs> support something like that. Yeah. Not even close. But if anyone can do it, it is Google as far as... Monetarily. Monetarily and providing the technology to reduce input lag because that's that was a major concern is okay well if this is being displayed to me over the internet there's obviously going to be a considerable and noticeable amount of lag particularly in competitive games Mm. where you when you click the mouse you want to fire 
right immediately yeah as soon as possible so even if it's like three extra milliseconds that's too much right and google is looking to lower that latency to the point where it's actually play a doable thing yeah and they're taking it a step further than shadow even did and they're making it available on any screen that supports Chrome in any way. So theoretically, you could be playing AAA Windows games on your phone because it's being displayed on your phone through the Chrome app on Android. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I just can't even comprehend that right now, honestly. Like, it seems too good to be true in a way. Mm. And, I mean, you know me. I feel like... My biggest worry is that it's going to cheapen the experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have anything to say regarding that this whole idea yet. No, I don't. I'm actually ready to end the show. So thanks, <laughs> everyone, for listening. We'll catch you back here next week. Okay. Well, <laughs> I thought this was going to be a good segment. I was That's it. psyched for it. Man. I have literally zero things. No, oh. I agree with you. Now, I'm normally for, like, new technology and, like, you know, my home is full of smart devices. Not that that's necessarily new technology at this point. They've right. been around for a while. But I'm always looking ahead. I'm always looking to see what these big tech companies are going to be doing for us next and ways that they can enhance our lives and make them better than we ever thought they could be. So you'd think that I'd be all on board with Stadia and the whole, you know, renting the gaming experience, essentially. I'm not on board. I don't like it at all. I like having my own rig. I like having a PC sitting next to my desk that I know I put together. I know what's in it. I can troubleshoot it if something goes wrong. I like having my collection. I know you don't download a lot of games. You have like four terabytes of storage that you refuse to store your games on. And that's (laughs) your prerogative. That's you. You go ahead. I'm not like that. I have like seven terabytes of storage in my PC and it's It's almost all full because if the internet goes out, I want to have my content. I want to have things that I have paid for for on my (laughs) device. But if you go through a service like Stadia, you don't own anything. Right. If they shut down the service, sorry, you don't have anything. Why do we not care about movies? With Netflix. You better be careful what you say because I do care. And I have a hard drive in my PC that can prove it to you. But do you care as much? And do you think... I think that physically, or not physically, I say physically, it's still digitally, but I think owning something on your own hardware is vastly more important than having it over the cloud. For example, Mythbusters. If you want to go out and you want to watch Mythbusters, first episode of the first season through the end, you can't do it. Discovery or whatever channel it is that hosts or hosted Mythbusters doesn't sell seasons of that show and they're not available to stream anywhere. You can watch reruns on cable or on satellite. But you'll never watch it in order. Exactly. You never get to watch it in order. But let's say that you were able to find a complete collection, Mm -hmm. a download perhaps, of all 13, 14 seasons, however many there were. Theoretically. Theoretically. Not actually do it because that would be illegal totally. And store those things on a hard drive. Mm -hmm. Now you have access to them 
50 years down the road if you want to. You have them at any time you want. You can watch them on demand when you want without the need for the internet. You right. can unplug your computer and still watch them. And I just see that as so valuable. And I know you brought up the fact that, well, you know, Netflix, Hulu, blah, 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 blah. I don't love those as options. I mean, I use them. So I guess you could say I'm hypocritical, but I just, I don't know. I just value owning the, the mm. thing, not physically, but digitally. But as long as it's on my hardware, as long as I still have access to it when I unplug the ethernet cable from my computer, that's what's right. important to me, which is why I have three or 400 Steam games downloaded. I don't play them all, but if Steam ever goes down or they decide not to have a game on their store anymore, I've got the files on my PC and I can manipulate them and play them without Steam. That's fair. I didn't really think about it in that way. And I agree and disagree with you in a sense as far as how you feel about owning the the files. For me, it depends on the medium. When it comes to movies, I couldn't care less because movies, nine times out of ten, I'll watch once and never care to watch it again because I guess I don't... I enjoy watching movies like in the theater, mm -hmm. but I don't particularly enjoy sitting down and watching an entire movie this probably has something to do with my generation and i think i've been influenced by younger generations as far as tv shows and series and things like that because i do enjoy watching series a lot but when it comes to an entire movie and i see oh here's an hour and 50 minutes i don't necessarily want to take that time but then if it's, here's a series that would take eight hours to watch, but each episode's only 50 minutes. You'll sit down and binge it all at I'll, once. And I've done that. Right. Like, a lot. Yeah, that's such a weird way to think that, I and I do the same thing. Yeah. I don't necessarily love investing two, two and a half hours into a movie, but I'll sit down and watch 10 back-to-back -back episodes mm. of a 20-minute show, and I've spent the same amount of time. Yeah. So when it comes to that, Netflix and Hulu, I really enjoy it because- you have access to a bunch of shows, a bunch of movies if you feel like watching them. And it's not all that expensive. I mean, Netflix right now is... 12. Yeah, you pay a month less or about the same as buying one movie physically. Isn't mm. that weird? Yeah. It's, it's such an odd concept. We don't really care about owning... We're caring less and less about owning things, particularly things that we can get digitally or through through the computer in some way. But when it comes to games, I do kind of feel like I would rather own the game, even though, just like movies, if I buy a game, sometimes I'll only play for an hour and that's it. And I know that that's all I'll ever play. So what's the real point of owning it? I, when I could have just bought a subscription, played the game and say, ah, I don't want it. And then not wasted any money when you play pokemon yeah and you catch that weedle or you catch that mm. caterpie it's not actually mine. do you ever have the intent to put it in your party and use it or did you catch it just to complete that pokedex you caught it just to complete the pokedex that's what owning games is about you don't want to use the games. You want to complete the collection. And that's why that's you a and I good analogy. each have over 600 games in our Steam library. Yeah. And that number grows every single month. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just ridiculous, man. 
I've played like 20% of my games, all right? <laughs> Don't judge me. My percentage is about the same. So, I mean, monetarily, financially, this service would save us money. You I can't like argue to, against I would that. Like, I can, and I'm going to. Oh? I would like to reframe it. Okay. Okay, think about it like this. HBO, mm-hmm. Stars, Netflix, Hulu, CBS All Access, Disney's new streaming service. Okay. All of these things are separate platforms, and that's just a few of them. I could continue to name them. Okay. All of these things cost 10 to $15 a month. If you add all those up so you can watch any show that you want to at any time, you're spending 70 or $80 a month, which is essentially a cable bill. I know it's still a little bit less, but what's happening and what I believe we'll continue to see happen is these companies that produce content are going to produce content, put them on their own platform and make you pay monthly for it. Right. So you're just going to have to spend more and more on subscription costs to watch anything whenever and wherever you want. How would the same thing not happen with games? I, I can see what you're saying. It wouldn't I mean, be cheaper because Bethesda would have their own. Blizzard would have their own. But Ubisoft, then you could choose. EA. Because, it's, not, because it's valid what you're saying. But who actually has HBO Go? Not a whole lot of people. A I ton don't of have people it. do. Yeah, but like... Game of Thrones, one of the biggest TV series of all time ugh, is on HBO. I can't stand that show. But, I mean, you don't have to have all those things. And I think most people, I really think most people wouldn't want or benefit from every single one of the packages. So it's like an a la carte thing where you can pick and choose. So I can see what you're saying because it is it is a good point. We might find, you know, Ubisoft ends up launching their own Google Stadia. Mm. and Which they will. Yeah. So will EA, so will Activision, right. the big three. Right. So what will happen is... We won't buy EA because they're EA, and then they will suffer for it, and Blizzard, everyone would go for Blizzard games because Blizzard's great. Mm, They were. What I'm saying- Not so much anymore. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll make a Why would we make a new Diablo on PC when everyone has a phone? (laughs) Do you not have a phone? Do you not have a- Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'd say- I guess I agree and disagree with that point in some ways. The main meat of the point, yes, but putting it into practice for me as a person, I know I wouldn't subscribe to a ton of them. Now, I think Google Stadia is going to be the new Steam unless Steam itself does something very similar. Which I imagine they will. Yeah. But at the same time, they might not because they know that there are a lot of gamers who feel the way you or I do and like to own things. Right. So if they are the the only company or an exclusive company that offers games to own, mm-hmm. they're going to prosper for that. So maybe they'd do better not to join that market. And I, another could, point yeah. I could argue about gamers wanting to own their games and own their collection is the rise of services like GOG, good old games. They have blown up in the last few years because they offer what other platforms don't offer, copyright-free games. You don't have to have their launcher. You can buy the game, download the files, and then delete your GOG right. account and if just you want have to. The game. And you have the game. Right. They as a service, wouldn't be continuing to grow and flourish if that's not something gamers wanted. 
everyone consistently on Reddit, whenever a game comes out, somewhere in the comments, someone will say, is it coming to GOG? Can I get it copyright free? Because that's the only way that they, not copyright free, DRM free. That's the only way that they want to own it because they feel as though they own the product. Mm -hmm. A subscription-based game service is literally the polar opposite of that. You can't get further from it. Right. And again, that's incredibly valid. But one thing to remember is that you're thinking of this through the scope of what we already know in our generation. Are you saying that I'm getting old and that my ideals are getting old? Not necessarily, but they're going to soon be outdated. Mm. And even though our generation is pretty much going to stick to the tried and true, we're going to see a huge separation of new gamers and old gamers because kids growing up are going to see things like Google Stadia and they're going to think it's cool because they're not going to really know the difference. And even if they do eventually try to build a Steam library, I don't think that they will care about it enough to actually make the switch into our philosophy our way of building games i value my steam library so much it is my favorite account and something about playing a game on your own hardware is very pleasurable if i were playing a game even if it ran better than what my hardware could put out i think i would enjoy the game a little bit less at least a tiny bit less knowing that it's not my machine it's Mm. not my efforts right very little but it's still there (laughs) i i don't know i just i'm so divided on this because i see the immense i I see the pros there are Mm -hmm. so many of them and it would make it would give so many people that don't have the opportunity to game the opportunity to game they would have the chance to play pc titles that they don't get to play right now that's Mm. you know there's no downside to that but at the same time i just you know, it, it may be the old way of thinking at this point. I guess it eventually will be, but I like buying them and owning them. And right. you don't get to do that with a subscription-based service. And I see companies taking advantage of that. I see them releasing subpar products because you're going to pay to you're going to subscribe anyway. Like you have to admit that the quality of Netflix originals is not what it used to be. They used to put out fewer originals but they were all very high quality Mm. now every single time you go to netflix they've got something new it's a new original right most of them don't get renewed they're throwing everything right they can at us and there's still good ones in there there are i think it's just the fact that there's so many that it's diluting the market in a way it's it's diluting how many things people want to view and i see that happening with this stadia or any gaming subscription service i see them throwing so many crappy titles at us just to inflate their numbers and just to say that they offer we we're the only company where you can play 1000 games but only five of them are worth playing because the other 995 are garbage Mm -hmm. i just see that happening and i see that becoming just look at android gaming android and iphone gaming Mm -hmm. oh man most of it's free yeah most of it's garbage. Most of it's garbage. You've got a few good games, and even those games have in-app purchases. That's going to be the future of subscription gaming. I just, mm. I'm sorry. I, it's that's the way it's going to be, and it's happening with you. You can see it in 
Hulu, for example. You can buy Hulu, but then you can also buy the HBO add-on pack, which right. is like another five bucks a month. Or you can buy the commercial-free Hulu experience and not have to watch commercials. Yeah. That's going to happen with games. They yeah. will fill them with ads. You want to remove ads? Pay an extra five bucks a month. I just see companies going ballistic with subscription gaming that would be completely crazy but that's it's gonna happen i know it and is. it's going to be accepted by the people who are younger than us but now. you know what i see happening what is i see people figuring out ways to fake google stadia i see them still building their own rigs and emulating some type of server on it or something that convinces other servers elsewhere that they're running on google stadia and allows them to play Mm, I guarantee people are going to figure out how to do that. So then it'll be the same as owning your own system anyway. Right. I think that if Stadia becomes the main way people interact with games, it's a long ways off. Right. No, totally. I agree. A minimum of 15 years. Yeah. I'm still interested to see more details because I really didn't say much. I'm hoping maybe at E3, maybe Google will make an appearance <laughs> uh, in some way because I would like to see how... It's going to happen. Maybe what it's going to look like. I think it would be something for me that I would have alongside my current rig. Yep. You or know, use I would, your I wouldn't get rid of it to access it. Yeah, I wouldn't get rid of it in any in any way. And I don't think I ever would. But I would be open to just like seeing what it's like. And right. I think it would be something like what you said. You know, there's going to be commercials and man commercials in a game you just, just rubs this, me the wrong you, way you just beat this level now watch this 30 second ad on why you should buy our electric toothbrush from this startup uh, company no um, more seamless open world games geez, jake Jesus. you want to enter a city you have to watch an ad to enter it, the it, city. that completely ruins the what's it called uh when you're really Immersion. focusing in yeah yeah. You, you want to keep you you want to use the brake pedal on your car? Sorry, please watch this 10-second advert before you can oh, brake. Oh man. By the time the ad's over, you've smashed They're into a wall. They're going to build commercials into the game's cutscenes. <laughs> oh, god. Well, we're kind of already in the negative mood about this. So, <laughs> that will be a good segue into the next part about this that we wanted to talk about. There was a video that you sent to me this weekend. By a YouTuber that goes by the name of B. Dobbins FTW. And he's a fast-talking, quick-witted content creator that has a really good head on his shoulders, man. He has a great mind for thinking about what things might become. I was actually really impressed with his thought process. Hmm. I ended up watching a lot more videos from him, so I think it'd be better if you explained what it was so our listeners will kind of know what we're getting into. Sure. Basically, the video I sent you was called Why Apex Legends Scares Me. And for those of you who don't know, I mean, if you've made it this far into the episode, chances are you're a gamer. Right, yeah. Um, but Apex Legends is basically, it's the newest battle royale game on the scene. It's akin to Fortnite, PUBG, other battle royales. And it's fast-paced. It's mm. Call of Duty or faster-paced. Um, it's got like the arcadey feel that Fortnite has, but then some of the skills that PUBG has. It's a great battle royale. And Respawn Entertainment, the company that put it together, did an awesome job with it. But basically, the video talks about why he is 
scared of a game like Apex Legends because it shows like the next generation of gaming. And when yes. I say the next generation of gaming, I don't mean like newest gen graphics and the greatest new features. I mean next generation of gaming in terms of the people playing it. And the way that the, those games are developed. Right. Right. They are developed to gain attention and hold the tension. Right. So one of the points he makes in the video is that, uh, and, and I feel like we'll discuss this for yeah. a few minutes here. Yeah. Um, he talks about how games aren't previewed, or this game specifically, Apex Legends, wasn't previewed. Like we right. didn't it wasn't know like about, marketed. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word. They announced Apex Le- Apex Legends, and less than forty eight hours later, it was out. Mm-hmm. I remember watching a stream on Twitch and they like did an announcement for Apex Legends and I was like, "Oh cool, we'll be get, we'll be playing this like later on this year or something like that." And they're like, "Coming out in 2 days." And I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and it's free. <laughs> and it's free. I'm yeah. like, "Okay." I mean, they had me immediately when they said it was made by Respawn because Respawn made Titanfall and Titanfall 2, which were both incredible games. Right. But there was no advertisement. There was no marketing. There was no, hey, get hyped about this game that we're going to be releasing two years down the road. They just went from, get hyped about this, mm-hmm. here it is. And when I watched that, it really made me think how games are marketed now. And it's like we really do already play the game in our heads. Right. When we're getting hyped about it, we're talking about it on Reddit, we're sharing the trailers, we're sharing our the leaks, our our thoughts on the game, what it's going to be like. It's like we're already playing it. And then by the time the game comes out, it's almost always going to disappoint you right? because it's not what you expected. Because you've hyped it up so much in your head. Yeah, you built your own version of this game in your head. And if you follow the marketing plan of Apex, which is zero, then you not only save yourself a ton of money as a developer, but you also keep your game completely fresh Mm. you want to make your game an overnight success because that's i mean just that phrase overnight success is something that everyone wants to hear about something that they've done yes and that is what apex legends succeeded in doing you say that there was no marketing but there was marketing and it was some of the most effective marketing for that specific market that i think you can do these days well yeah like a video two days before it right no they sponsored streams shroud yeah. Choco Taco. Those are basically the only they two did I watched. before so they, they released that video? Uh, not before they released the video. They, oh, okay. They released the video, and then that day, that afternoon, streamers were playing the game. Oh, they okay. They used the most popular method of interacting with games yeah. to advertise it. So the marketing was just, instead of paying themselves or a third party to create videos and, and, and do what's it called? Like public testing and everything like that. They just are paying streamers. To they pay allowed, their game and yeah, test they, them. they allowed yeah. streamers to, you know, build hype. I mean, shroud, he has anywhere from 50 to 100,000 viewers at any given time. Right. His viewer count jumped to like 300,000 viewers when he was playing that game for the first wow. time, because not only do so many people know who shroud is, but he was playing a new game that was just announced that's coming out in two days. It was 
beautifully marketed. They did yeah. such a good job with it. Instead of making these ads where you can only get so many, so much content, two minutes of content, these streamers were playing this game for two or three hours and people were tuned in watching it for two or three hours. Mm. I know I watched it for the rest of the day, basically, until I got to play the game. I was watching content on Apex Legends. And it's just a great, you know, that that's such an effective way to market your product in this day and age. People want to see the product being used, not just advertised. Right. Because by watching someone play it, you know exactly what the product is. That's what you can expect when you can play it. Exactly. Minus the great skill. Sh- shroud skill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The last thing about that video in particular that really inspired this conversation was the fact that with Apex Legends, you know, it's such a great game, or it is such a great game. It got millions and millions of people within the first week. 10, ma- 10 million in the first 10 week. 10 million, yeah. In That's the first nuts. week. It is crazy. And it's a free-to-play game. He started talking about how free-to-play might start becoming standard in a lot of different games. And it got me thinking, Joe and I, we're very, very hardcore about not spending $60 on a game. But if everyone thought like that, wouldn't that damage the gaming industry? Because they'd have less money to work with and it kind of brought into the question ethics in, in, in a way, but just on a very, very small note. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, you had mentioned that you said this off mic, but I, I think it was you, you worded it well. So I want to bring it up now. Generation, well, millennials yes. and Generation Y. Z. Z. Yeah. The generation that comes after us. We're molding the industry into that form i mean we're, we're molding it into a form where very people cheap don't, experiences exactly we don't want to pay for these games but we want them to be good right and your point is that it, it, that's hurting yes yes i think it's i think if everybody thought like us like we're lucky that other people don't think like us <laughs> because it allows us to reap the benefits of steeply discounted games while mm. still maintaining a certain quality that we're expecting. Right. But if everybody caught on, like like they're starting to, and this is why it was brought up because in the video that B. Dobbins, WTF or FTW, F- I don't FTW. know. B. Dobbins, FTW. He was kind of saying that that's where it's headed. People are expecting super high quality, but not wanting to pay the price. You know, you said off mic that you thought I was going to disagree with you, but yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, I thought I thought it would just be a very simple conversation. I I mean, in theory, it should be even simpler because we agree with each other. But that's probably not what's going to happen. Uh, I I can I see that happening because game companies need money to produce their and product. sixty dollars is actually cheap compared right. to what it was. In the what nineties? In the nineties, games were still sixty dollars. Sixty bucks. It hasn't gone up. Right. And I have actually been thinking about this a lot recently about how I never spend sixty dollars on a game. I right. never do. I only ever get cheap games. Me either. That yeah. I then only put a few hours into. But here's what I've been thinking about: when I buy a game for six or seven bucks, I only feel obligated to put a few hours into it because I only paid six bucks for it. Mm. I honestly feel like if I occasionally bought a $60 game, I would play it more. 
because I know that I spent $60 on it, so I'm going to want to get my money's worth subconsciously. I mean, that wouldn't be the main thing, the main reason I'd be playing the game. I'd be playing it because it was a fun game. But I know subconsciously I would be thinking, well, I paid $60 for this. I'm sure as hell going to get my $60 worth for it. So honestly, I've been toying with the idea of occasionally buying a $60 game. Right, as long as it's a game that you know you would enjoy. Right, Cyberpunk 2077. Right, you can get that on launch day. I'm buying that, well, not launch day. I'll wait a week. The first sale. (laughs) 10% off, okay, I'll I'll, I'll do it. Well, no, I'm going to buy it at 60, but I'm going to wait until it's been out and I can see reviews. Right. If they release it and it's a steaming pile of garbage, then I'm not going to pay $60 for it. Yeah, fair enough. But if this company, CD Projekt Red who I guess you could technically call an indie developer. I mean, they're not really because they're a main name, like a big name at this point, Mm. but they're not owned by a conglomerate like EA or Activision or Ubisoft. They're their own company. Right. They make their games. They publish their games. They're self-published. They need the money. They need money to make these games. Without without income, they can't make them. It's their incentive to keep the quality up. Right, exactly. Companies like EA... They are sitting on billions and billions of dollars, so they don't need money to make games. They can afford a flop. (laughs) They can afford free games. They can afford thousands of man hours to develop a game that's not going to make money until it is released and microtransactions are rolling in. If people start playing, if exactly, yeah. But games like, or, or companies rather, like CD Projekt Red can't afford that. If they don't make money, they don't make games. Mm-hmm. So those are the type of companies that I want to support. Those are the type of companies I want to give $60. And $60 is really not that much. If you it's think not about for it. a game that you know you're going to like and you know that you're going to spend hours and hours of entertainment on. Exactly. Especially if it's with some friends and right. you're like a couple of buddies, you're playing it three or four nights a week when you're just relaxing. I know what you're bed. trying to do, Joe. I know what this not, is all about. <laughs> I just figured trying, it out. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. All I'm saying <laughs> You want me to buy The Division (laughs) 2? I mean, I wouldn't hate it because I would love to have you to play with and I know you'd enjoy it. But we are so quick to spend money on very temporary experiences. Right. Food. Exactly. Food. Like you, Adria, Michaela, and I, anyone else that's invited to, (laughs) we would go out to eat and blow 30 or 40 bucks on a meal. And that's an hour of entertainment. It's kind of a dumb way to spend money. It's a horrible do way it. to spend money because it's so socially, like we're so Accepted. socially adjusted to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That like, why not occasionally buy a $60 game and not feel bad about it? Right. Like you don't have to buy a $60 game and be like, oh, I could have spent that money on something else. Yeah, you could have. You could have spent it on- Two steak dinners. <laughs> exactly. You could have spent it on food that you could have just eaten food out of your cupboard instead. Yeah. Like- I, I'm just I'm trying to do a better job of being okay with buying sixty dollar games when I know that they're games I'm going to enjoy. And I'm figuring out that I would rather have sixty games on my Steam library that I love that I spent sixty dollars on mm. than the six hundred and eighty <laughs> something games I have that you've never even that played. I never touch. Right. You add up the value of that. And I'd probably start crying. Yeah. I'd probably just be like, what if, What am I doing? I've actually, and I know you mentioned potentially canceling Humble Monthly. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing, and I didn't want to mention it until now when we were recording. 15 bucks a month for Humble Monthly. For, Is it 12? Isn't it 12? Uh, it's 12 if you buy a whole year at once. I it's think. 15? 
I think. No, maybe you're right. Maybe okay. it is 12. Anyway. Yeah, regardless. <laughs> four to five months and you have spent $60. Yeah. Do you think you play any of those games no, and get your dude. $60 value? I install 10 to 15% of the games I get. Yeah. On average. And then of that 10 to 15%, I will start up about half of it. Of that percentage, <laughs> you keep playing. I barely ever, no, of that percentage, it's like maybe 25% of that is a game that I even play for more than two hours. Right. So come on. It's just not worth it. It's basically fear of missing out. That's right. what Humble Bundle is because that ca- it capitalizes on it. It for does sure. because it's like, oh, you don't want to miss this game. It's coming out. <laughs> it's coming out, and you got it's, it. it's gonna release. It's only twelve dollars. That, that's what you see in the comments of Humble Bundle a lot is people saying that they, oh, you know, I just canceled and I missed this game. Right. So then it's like, oh well, I didn't cancel. Good thing. So yeah. it's validating yeah, yeah, yeah. your choice. Right. So I, I would know. be down to cancel Humble Monthly. And still set aside the $12. Mm. And then every time I've got $60, spend it on a game I actually want. I'm getting a new game that has just come out. So I get to experience like, you know, the newest that yep. the gaming industry has to offer. And it's a game that I actually want and not just a, bund- a bundle that's randomly assigned yeah. to me. So next time, next time we see the headline in games and it's something that we know we wouldn't play. Let's do it, man. Cancel. Let's make the jump. Okay, but we have to continue to save the money so we can get a $60 game. I agree. Okay. I think we've exhausted this topic. Mm. I think we have covered pretty much everything that we're going to cover in our allotted time. Agreed. So I guess that's it. I mean, I don't really have any more to say about this. The gaming industry is definitely changing. And once Stadia releases and it becomes a thing and we can see how it's changing the market, I'm sure we'll have more to say. Did they give like a timeline on when it would be out? Uh, no, I think it was just a reveal, very yeah. limited. There's speculation, but I don't think there's an official date. But yeah, I, I think in the future, years down the road when we're still doing the Jake and Joe show, oh, yeah. we'll have more to talk about. For now, I think we've we've pretty much covered it. So I think we're going to end the show. All right. If you guys disagree with us, if you don't think that we were on with any of our points, if you disagree with the fact that we think that the gaming industry is doomed and we should all just go back to playing Tetris... Mm. then drop us a line email us tweet (laughs) us call us here's my personal number uh jake what's your number i want to give (laughs) out a number and have it sound authentic yeah that would make me look really cool though oh my phone's always blowing up (laughs) oh it's gone off 20 times while we've been recording it's so annoying so annoying when people want me you know what's horrible is that we could give out our phone numbers on the show and we wouldn't get calls (laughs) no one would (laughs) (laughs) it's so true but yeah hit us up you don't do it and we cry you do do it and we smile so drop us a line that's it that's all i got thanks for sticking around this episode boys and girls this has been episode 69 the most arousing of the episodes we hope that it aroused you in a way that (laughs) makes you want to listen to more episodes (laughs) thanks for listening guys we'll catch you back here next week same place same time episode 70 70 that's we're awesome. old yeah 70s old have a great week everybody see you later but before we leave <gasps> no wait joe oh no it's your turn <laughs> i got you all right uh, give us a wise word man oh. 
boisterous. Good one. You Proud like of you. That? Thanks. Yeah, that was good. All right, that's it. Till next time, guys. This has been a Jake Jake and Joe production. (laughs) Jake and Joe show production developed and produced and directed by Jake and Joe. See you guys. Say bye one more time. Bye one more time.